Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. I believe it's episode 52 of Just Think the Podcast. This is Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. And today we're going to start things off by talking about what is truth. We started this whole podcast in the pursuit of the truth. We say it every time when you hear the intro to our show, we're like, we're pursuing the truth. We want to know what's true, whatever side it falls on, wherever it lies. That's what we want to know. Well, the three of us just found out this week (laughs) that apparently there are multiple truths and infinite truths, and there is not the truth. There is your truth, apparently. What's that that saying? Isn't there a saying there's three sides to every story? Yours, mine, and the truth. Yours, mine, and the truth. Have y'all heard that before? Yeah, I tell it to my kids all the time. So when you hear that, like, what does that mean? That means that each person has their perspective on the truth, but then there is the absolute truth, right? Right. right. Amen. Right. That is the way the world has worked since the beginning of time. All of a sudden, though, in America, probably more so than, let's say, African countries, and we'll, I'll tell you why I'm saying that in a second. It was based on a documentary we watched, but like, Americans are now, our culture is adopting this idea that the truth is whatever you believe it is. And that sounds good for fun and maybe less stress and you get to define your own reality every day. But it's also not real, true or healthy to live in a world where there's not the truth, the truth, like the substantiated, immovable, proven truth and how will we ever progress as a society how will we ever figure things out or learn or grow if there is no if there's no truth there's no do you know what I mean like how does that even happen we just all kind of oh my kids will be thrilled because then all their damn lies are truths because it's what they think is the truth well (laughs) you imagine this can you imagine it's my truth it's It's my truth it's a slippery slope. I can just imagine like Bennett getting in trouble at school and then coming oh, home. Oh, I and can't I'm, imagine that. And then I'm going to ask him, what happened at school? You know, the headmaster said that you did X, Y, and Z. And I can see in this culture, Bennett would then have be able to say, I identify as innocent. And my truth is I didn't do it. Even though there's witnesses, even though there's authority saying, yes, he did. Um, do you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. where does this go that's good? But maybe we should back up a minute, girls. Let's 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 take our listeners back to how 
this insanity started, how we started this conversation. Amy, can you kind of tee it up? Because you're the one who really like texted us and go and said, yeah, go gotta watch this. <laughs> okay. So um, we have, we subscribe to the Daily Wire app and um, you may have heard of uh, Matt Walsh. He is loved by some, hated by many, honestly, <laughs> because of his pursuit and understanding, simply trying to understand the transgender um, phenomenon that's going on in our country and just the explosion of, you know, transgenderism and what, and so basically he did a, a documentary and the name of it is what is a woman and he is genuinely just asking the question to anyone and everyone that he meets um gay straight trans like what is your what is a woman and it's absolutely fascinating is it not <laughs> it's, right. oh please yeah. go watch it you do have to subscribe to the daily wire to watch it but but i do it was eye-opening to the three of us the three and and again i think what's so interesting is you hear other people say this, I think it was in the documentary where we're all saying, look, we, our heart goes out to people who feel any, any kind of discomfort in their own skin and, and to the point that they actually believe they're not the gender or sex that they were born as or that they're created as. And so we can have compassion all day long for that. But what we also want to say is, but what is true? What is true? Right. Right. I mean, just because you feel something doesn't necessarily make it true. And uh, uh, one of the points that's made in the documentary is, you know, uh, at some point in my life, and I'm guessing Kristen and Amy's, I believed in Santa Claus. Right. You know? I believed that there was a fat guy from the North Pole that rode around on a sleigh and came and got, came down my chimney on Christmas Eve. And he did it for all the other kids in the world too. And there, there are things that we can believe and we believe is truth that we later find out aren't, right? So right. just because we believe something and feel a certain way about something, it doesn't make it true. So Matt goes out on the streets. I think this was LA or New York. Do you remember? I, don't um, I think it, I think it might've been New, honestly, you know, it, no, it was Hollywood. I'm pretty Hollywood, sure. Hollywood, yeah. But this is a resounding theme throughout the whole documentary, not only with just people he's interviewing in the streets, but professionals, doctors, mm -hmm. um, professors, <laughs> This is their, like their life. expertise, their this, area of expertise. And this is how they kind of their ideology of how they view the world. This is just one little snippet. What's true to you can be, can be false to me. So like, it, it's not, it's like, What if I said that it's true? My truth is that you don't exist. Does that mean you, you no longer exist? I mean, if that's your truth, sure. I don't. Because but, it's But like, you do. I mean, if you're saying that I do, that I do. Well, but even if I said that you don't, you still do because we're, we're having this conversation. I mean, are we? I think so. I mean, I thought. That's what you think. I mean, y'all, mm. this is where we're at. And and I think this is where, like, the, I felt so alarmed just listening to this time and time and time again, because we started this podcast hoping and praying we could appeal to reason with facts and truth. Right. That if we if the three of us could show to our audience, look at this data around mm -hmm. this medical experiment, look at the data around this virus that we could have, that people would be reasonable and that they would, that reason could prevail, that the truth could prevail and that mm -hmm. we could help people see what was happening. But as I watch this, I mean, it feels like a lost cause. Mm -hmm. And it feels, it's terrible. 
it's yeah. And I just, I don't know. I just thought about this. If the truth doesn't exist or it's like everybody else's truth, then, okay. So does this mean like judges and the court system and the judicial system, is that going to go out the window? Like, so yeah. who, what judge, who is it for a judge to judge anybody's truth? You can't judge anybody, right? If there's yeah. no facts or your facts and, are true and your facts are true. That's uh, it. Then what, then what does our justice system look like? If it's based on, there's not a truth. I use this as an example is, okay, let's say someone, God forbid, rapes and murders a child. There's DNA evidence. There's video evidence of some of them, of some of the things that transpired. The arrest is made and the perpetrator, the murderer, the rapist says, that's not my truth. I, I, I don't, I, I didn't do it. That's not my truth. And then what? I mean, I know that sounds far-fetched, but this is like the principles upon which we're discussing. The thing is, it's a slippery slope. It's a you slippery slope. Think, like, I mean, it's I just... Mean, so the truth is, he did it, but in but it's not his truth. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, this is where it just gets crazy. And it's, right. not, it's not good for society for us not to have truth. Well, right. and, and you also can't push your truth on other people. We've talked about that with the freedom of religion. You know, we were talking about this earlier that we have that freedom and thank goodness we have this freedom, y'all. That's what America is founded on. Like we have these freedoms to have any of these thoughts, okay? Any of these quote truths that we want or believe or whatever, but we also don't need to, we can't be forcing it on other people. I'm okay with people having, feel, feel how you feel. You have your own perception. You do you do whatever you want to do, however you want to feel, however you want to identify. I am fine with that. Every just accept it, but don't push it on anybody well, else. That's the thing. It's like you know, we're all free to live our truths, but our truths can't change the truth. That's it. There you go. That's it, Amy. Our truths can't change the truth because your truth. You should want your truth to line up right. with the truth. Not yep. you know, That's called living a lie. If you don't, right? Right. But even if you don't, like if your truth is that you are, you, you feel like you are a cat or whatever, yeah. then live your life, you know, do it. It's not harming anyone, but you can't then tell everyone that you're a cat and everybody needs to accept that you're a cat and know that you're a cat and believe that you're a cat because they don't see a cat when they look at you. Right. I mean, I mean, that's just right. I mean, that's the reality of this. And I want to, Amy's going to play another clip and it's, a, it's, it's, it's several minutes long. We want you guys to hear again, we're going to hear all of it, but we wanted you to hear this. So he goes to a college professor. Okay. And Amy's going to tell you more about him in just a second, but in listening to the conversation, it, it, it really, I started to think about this, that the whole transgender movement is saying that I must call someone a gender and that you have to call someone a gender that they were not given at birth. Okay. I mean, I might can try to do that, right? I mean, if, if someone looks like a female and says she's a she, then I'm, I'm not going to try to be offensive, but this whole idea that I have to buy into the, buy into their perception with them is where I think we cross the line. And in many of these uh, conversations, are against the major religions of the world. If you're a devout Christian, Muslim, or Jew, and you're following the holy texts of your religion, you're probably not down with this. 
Okay. I'm just saying, I'm not speaking for everyone, but I am saying in the text, some of this stuff is discussed and, and it's frowned upon. I don't know how else to say it. So if you're going to tell Christians, Jews, and Muslims um, that they have to buy into this and say this is okay, that's going against their religion. And so again, I don't think we talk about this enough. There are things, for example, the abortion debate, you know, if you want, trying to force people to say they believe something's okay when it is against their religion, that's, it starts getting in a really dangerous area. And that's what I think we've got to have a lot more conversation around too. All right, Amy, tell them what we're going to show them. Okay. So this goes, um, this is from the same documentary, the What is a Woman by, um, oh my gosh, Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh. <laughs> anyway, um, and this is part of that documentary. He goes to the University of Tennessee, our husband's alma mater, <laughs> um, to interview professor of, this is a professor of women gender and sexuality studies okay his so name, remember that he is a professor of women gender sexuality studies and his name is patrick i can't say his last name i'm sorry g-r-z-a-n-k-a -A. i don't know we'll have the rumble link you'll be able to see and it. we're going to put this on our rumble so you can watch the full thing in its entirety but this is going along with that whole truth conversation so listen to this hold on for context, I'm just I'm just trying to start by getting to the truth, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm really uncomfortable with that language of like getting to the truth again in social why, why life. Is that, why is that uncomfortable? Because that it sounds actually deeply transphobic to me. Um, and truth. You, and, we're gonna stop the interview. I if I probe about what the truth is, you keep invoking the word truth, which is condescending and rude. I'm saying how to is, you, how is the word truth condescending and rude? Why don't you tell me what your truth is? And you're walking on 30 seconds more of the nights before I get up. <laughs> what my truth is? Well, I don't think I really have a truth. I think that there's just the truth, like the reality. And so we should begin by trying to figure out what the reality is. Uh-huh. And why are you concerned with when someone else tells you that they're a man, or even if they use the word male, why are you concerned with not believing them? Well, you keep bringing it back to, you know, how do you respond in a social situation? But That's what I do. I'm a social scientist. Well, right. But we're in a university. This is a place of understanding truth, isn't it? Absolutely. We, are, we pursue the truth. truth. And so I'm a social scientist. And that's what I but do. You just said the truth is transphobic. Th that you would say, if, it, you're, if you're saying the truth is that I get to say, you're not a man, show me your genitalia, that's transphobic. No, no, I don't want to see anybody's genitalia. I, I, I just mean... <laughs> Someone can make a statement about themselves that could be untrue. Like, for example, if I, if I were to say that I'm a black man, could you, would you accept that or would you be skeptical? Are you black? Are you African-American? Are you biracial? I don't think so. Well, you don't look that, and I don't think that's a, it doesn't sound like that's a genuine statement of who you are. Okay, so that's my point. I, I could make a statement about who I am that's incorrect. Of course, I think it's well established that human beings can lie, yes. Or not even lie. I mean, I could just be mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I guess this all comes back, just, this all comes down to really one question, um, especially 
women, gender, and sexuality studies. So, so what, what is a woman? Why do you ask the question? I just really like to know. What do you think the answer to that question is? Well, I'm, I'm asking. That's why I came to a college professor who, who's, this is your, this is what you do. What other kinds of answers have you gotten? A lot of like this, where you're where you're not answering. I've got a lot of that. So I think it's interesting that you that you say that some of the people you've you've um, interviewed have been um, reluctant to answer it, and I think that has a lot to do with the way the questions that preceded it and the the way that you've conducted yourself in the interview. How have I conducted myself? How do you think you've conducted yourself? <laughs> you just really don't want to answer the questions, do you? I, I came today very willing and, and enthusiastic about answering questions about women's and gender sexuality studies, which is so what you wanted I to do. You wanted to answer questions about women's studies, and so shouldn't the, the first answer you should be able to provide is what exactly is a woman? Well, it's it, for me, it's it's actually a really simple answer, and that's a person who identifies as a woman. But what are they identifying as? As a woman. But, but what is that? As a woman. Do you know what a circular definition is? <laughs> I do. It's sort of like what you're doing right now. A woman is, is a woman. Because mm -hmm. well, you're seeking what we would call in my field of work an essentialist definition of gender. I think it sounds like you would like me to give you a set of biological or cultural characteristics that are associated with one gender or the other. I'm not seeking any type of definition. I'm just seeking a definition. Yeah, and I gave you one. Wow. Well, and so if you're rethinking, he gave, he gave him one. That, gave him one. Did anybody feel, does a anybody feel a, a lot smarter now? Does anybody? <laughs> I feel smart. I definitely walked away from that knowing what a woman is. If you're rethinking sending your kids to college now, uh, we're right there with you. Because this is a college professor at a, this is State University, Tennessee. This is in the University of Tennessee. And it's, you guys, I truly believe that the way that we are changing our culture is through academia. Like if you don't think the changes culturally for the better, go get involved in schools, everywhere from kindergarten up through college and, and higher learning, because I'm telling you, law schools, medical schools, we're losing, we're losing kids to insanity like this. I just don't understand. I mean, seriously, respectfully, I ask this. How are you a professor of women's studies if you don't know what a woman is? He just said a woman is somebody, just who, somebody identifies who identifies as, as a woman. woman. And then but, what is that? A woman. But doesn't know what identify. a woman okay, is. Okay, so then, so then why, why wouldn't a black man, why can't you say... Okay, same thing for a man, same thing for a black man, same thing well, for- Well, and that's what he said. He said, okay, so if I identify as black, he's like, well, you don't look- Yeah, you don't he said, look you don't like look that. like that. You don't look like a black man. I'm like, well, you don't look like a woman. So uh, how do you differentiate? Right. Uh, this is, it's like they're talking out of two, uh, I, I don't know. It's a circular, it's like circular a circular definition. definition. And then he gets upset and says he's being transphobic by asking for the truth. And okay, so he, has 30 seconds he has to leave. He doesn't want to talk to him anymore. And that um, he, the way he conducts himself in the interview and all this stuff. And he's literally just sitting there like, uh, I just want to know 
what, what a woman is. What a woman is. That's it. You guys, this is what happens. They this, attack is why, this is why there's no discourse. There's no, there's no conversation, calm conversation, answering these questions because when someone can't answer a question because they know it will implicate them and as a liar or as deceived or wrong or whatever it is they're afraid of, then what they do is they go on the attack. So then they start accusing you of bigotry. They started homophobia, uh, racism, whatever. All the worst things none of us want to be, that's what they start calling us. And this is how you silence conversation around really important topics like this is by, is by making people afraid to talk about it. And I'll be honest with you, I, one of my gay friends and I had this conversation this week. And I said, what do you think about all this? And, you know, he told me by the time we were done that he agreed with me on, on what I was saying. We are specifically talking about competing in sports against other, like uh, biological males competing against females. And he, but he told me, he's like, listen, if you have this conversation with anyone else, like that doesn't know you that well, like you're going to sound like a total bigot. Like he, he told me, and I said, he said, you're going to be really offensive. I said, I don't care that I sound offensive because let me help you understand. I in no time in this conversation did I say that I wasn't, I, I actually said it's a biological male competing in women's sports. I said biological. Now, if it's offensive that I said what he factually is, biologically male, transgender female. I, I, I said the things, but I was like, that shouldn't be offensive. But you guys, it is, it is. Because if I don't go good for you, good for you. Let's all jump on this. Let this, knowing what we know about suicide rates in the trans transgender community, the number of people who have regretted their decisions. This is not like this is the solution for everyone. Right. right. But if we don't jump on that stance and say, good for you, let's do this, then we are the bigots. And what I would do is fight every single day for that person to have the right to live in peace and freedom. Then I don't believe they should be bullied or harmed in any way. Right. But right. I can't say, yeah, I think this is a great idea when the data, the truth, the, the data has not proven that this is the answer. This is still very experimental. And, and there are a lot of transgender people who will say that this well, is and, experimental. And um, the girl named Blake, I follow her on Instagram somehow, but she <laughs> had an so awesome good. post says disagreements do not equal phobias. Yes. Discuss, and she says, the de you know, the definition of a phobia is a persistent, abnormal, and irrational fear of a specific thing or situation. So, like transphobia would be a fear or hatred mm -hmm. of transsexuality. Yeah, Homophobia yeah. would be a fear, hatred, or mistrust of gay and lesbian people. Um, and she says the problem with throwing a word around outside of its intended context is it loses its power. Just because someone does not agree with you does not automatically mean they hate you. This seems like a simple concept, but in the age of never wanting to offend anyone, we've lost the ability to safely say, hey, I don't agree with you, but I still love you without getting the label of phobia slapped across our laps. And then she says, there are very real transphobic and homophobic institutions around the world. For example, sex between men is illegal in nine of the 18 countries that make up the Middle East and is punishable by death in six of the 18. And there are 13 countries who specifically criminalize transgender people, mostly for cross-dressing, with cross-dressing laws. Um, so this is, you know, disagreeing with someone does not mean that anyone is 
phobia, phobic, whatever. Um, If you want to know what phobia, phobic is, it's it's countries that will send us you send us you to death. Yes, for for loving for loving who you love. Yes, that that is. That is what we're not. And that and, and and the three of us again, and I can't say it enough because it doesn't matter. Because what if someone listens to what we said already, I promise you they believe we are bigots, we are homophobic, transphobic, whatever. We're not any of those things. No. It's just saying that we believe that if you are biologically something, that you feeling different than that doesn't change your biology. That's what we're saying. That you feeling that it's different doesn't change it. You can have surgeries to change the outside, but you cannot change your chromosomes. You can't. When we dig your body up a hundred years from now, we can look at your DNA to know if you're male or female. Okay. That's what we're saying. So what the three of us are having issue with is not transgender people. No. This idea that the truth of your biology is denied to where you rewrite a truth and then want us so, to buy into you, that. Right. If, if you want to deny it, that's right. If that's you right. want, to, if you want to, if you want to claim your truth is, you know, I am a man or I am yeah. a woman, whatever. Then you go ahead and do that. But you can't, you cannot expect everyone else in the world to accept your truth just because you feel that way as the truth. I mean, that's it's it. just that's where it gets muddy. It's like live your truth. But your truth can't be the truth because there is a the truth. Well, and here's another part of this subject that I think we need to also mention. And this is more specifically in men identifying as women. When, do you guys remember in California when the lady took the video at the spa and she said, there is a man in the girl's changing room. I'm seeing a you know yeah. that body part in the changing room and they're like man say penis well okay yes but that's not the word she used that was the word she used oh, oh okay. yeah no, no. okay <laughs> she, she is very clear about what she's saying she's like there is a yes in okay. the in yeah. the girl's room and they're like ma'am they you know he he identifies as a woman you know she identifies as a whatever and she's like there is not a woman in there it is a and she keeps saying you know right okay so I remember when this went viral and people were like, she's you know transphobic, but here's what her thing was. I am female. We're in a spa where females can be naked with females and males can be naked with males. And I was not expecting to see, uh, that's what she said. Right. And that's what we see. And there's children, she was, there's children in there. Well, I didn't follow the story long enough. Did y'all know this dude had a rap sheet for sexual assault? Mm. No, but he can identify as a woman and go and go show his beep off to every. And and there's a lot of men now in the women's prisons. I was going to say, yeah, there's There's a prisoner that identified as a woman. It's not just one. And was several, several, but this one story of one in particular identified as female. So they put him in a her in a female prison, and the female ended up impregnating. Two yeah. female yes. inmates. Yes. Yep. So, okay, how does that work? And the thing is, is it's a slippery slope because they're for those transgender people who identify as a woman and you don't have a rap sheet and it's like, that's all, that's all fine. Like you're getting good, but how do we know? How do you know that people won't just use this? People won't right. just say, I identify as a woman. This prisoner decided to identify as a woman because 
he'd have it a lot easier in a women's prison than in a man's prison. And he ended up getting two girls pregnant. Well, I mean, and that's, that's where it's. And scary. that was his truth. He was a woman. It was his truth. So we went with his truth and not the truth. And there is, there's a great podcast, y'all. I think we've mentioned it before. And if not, Charlie Kirk interviewed, is it Buck? I can't remember his Angel, last name, yeah. Buck Angel. And he is a trans, and I loved that whole conversation. I did too. There are parts that you will agree with and that you will disagree with, but they had an excellent conversation. They actually were able to talk about it, whether they agreed on certain things or didn't. And I found I found myself agreeing more with Buck on some things and then more with Charlie on some things. And it was just a very good, healthy conversation. And coming from him, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what we're hearing from some of these transgender pioneers, I would call them, right? People who walked this road before it was cool. I hate to say that, but you know what I'm saying? Like that I did this 30 years ago, you, many of them are speaking out saying, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be this many children confused about this. There should not be. This is like, you know, this is not the norm. They are, there's a lot of them. I mean, we don't have time to go through every one of them, but I can think of three offhand that I've heard recently saying, hold on, wait, we're going to far and also that children should not be allowed to make the decisions about their gender when they still for example believe in santa claus or still don't even really gosh y'all their brains aren't even fully formed and so allowing parents to this guy in canada for example he and his wife are no longer together their child said they were confused about their gender wanted to start the hormone therapy the father objected and then was what put in jail and fined like twenty thousand dollars for objecting for not gender affirming for not gender affirming in Canada. Yeah, Canada. Well, and while we're talking about children, I think the issue is too is when you it's one thing to try to make everybody accept not you know make everybody accept it and everything, but when you're using it to push an agenda um, like Biden and the school lunches. Right. Oh, with the kids. Uh, well, I need to find uh, uh, that, that, that. I think it's on here. Like Charlie Kirk had a really good point on it. But like where they I wonder if I can just play this clip that I that we listen to. Hang on, because he made the good point on this. Hang on. Yeah. Person thinks they're a man or a woman. None of it. Actually, none of this is about that. Never has been about that. It's about force. It's about it's about using political power as a revenge tool to make people conform to your very, very particular fringe ideology. If it was just about men who think they are women, why would Joe Biden have to put and hold hostage federal taxpayer money for school lunches? If it was all just about identification, then it would be kind of that live and let live rule that we thought we lived under, when in reality, it's live and let them rule. And I don't think we should put up with that. So I just thought that was a really good point that it's really more about the force. Like if we can all yes. just accept, can we, can we focus more on love and acceptance? Yes. Than force? Like, even, I mean, go ahead. You were going to say well, something about this. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Just, I was just going to tell you what that was all about anyway, is that um, basically um, they're saying now k- kindergarten through 12th grade public schools, it says must allow boys into girls private areas to obtain federal funds for lunches, the Biden administration announced. Um, and it basically, it was a, a whole policy where it's, it's muddy because it says, let me try, I'll, I'll try to read it word for word. So yeah, I'm not messing it up. Um, let me find the part. Um, 
So the USDA and Food Nutrition Services announced today it will interpret the prohibition on discrimination based on sex found in the Title IX of the Education Amendment um, in the FDA um, or Food Nutrition Act um, blah, 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 to include discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender, gender identity. And so it says basically that, um, I'm trying to find where he says he's gonna withhold. Um, yeah, because I'm, I'm curious, like how are they defining discrimination against- That's the thing. I mean, the three of us would be like, you should not discriminate against somebody for any, anything. I mean, but what does that mean? Does that mean like, that's what, which like, um, let's see. And that's where it's, let's see. Um, if you're not adopting the, um, curriculum that the federal government wants you to adopt in teaching children, they get to choose their gender. And do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we're saying. They need to get out of that conversation. Remember that's so it says. As a result, state and local agencies, program operators and sponsors that receive funds from the food and nutrition, um, that FNS, um, whatever, what was that food and nutrition? I'm trying to get back and find food and nutrition services, sorry, um, must investigate allegations of discrimination based on gender identity or sexual orientation. Those organizations must also update their non-discrimination policies and signage to include prohibitions against discrimination based on gender identity, sexual orientation. Um, and basically it's, you, they have to abide by this in order to get their funding, funding for, food. for food for the school. Yep. So, but, but I guess it doesn't like, what does that mean? Discrimination you know like, that's it's like so, so gray because yeah. Ask Chelsea about this. Cause it's about the title nine, all the research that she was doing on yeah. that. It's all about that title nine. So we don't know all of this, y'all. It's just that this has been, I've heard it from several different people. And I think that's just like, the whole point is just forcing, just like y'all know how we are with the vaccines, just forcing the vaccines. Like when you try to force something on anybody, that's gonna, a lot of times that makes me completely shut down and turn away. That's what makes me stop and think when you're forcing it. But if you, it's all in the delivery and it's all in the tax, you know? Oh. Well, and as far as I know, I mean, one of my good friends is a, is a school counselor. If a child is struggling with their gender identity, their sexuality, whatever, they have resources already in public right. schools to help them deal with that. It's, they're acting like if they were still living in 20 years ago where, you know, it was a different time. I, there if, you're are afraid to talk, if you're afraid to talk to your parents or you feel unsafe at yeah. home, yeah. You should be talking to the counselor at school anyway. That this should, there should already be an intervention. So, and I feel for the kids who who don't feel comfortable. Yes. I mean, this would be, I can't imagine having to have that conversation and yep. knowing that your parents aren't going to accept it. Like, trust me, when I say that all three of us, we have that empathy, y'all. Like, we yes. know. Like, I can't imagine just having to say that and like and being fearful. You yes. know and truly of abuse or truly of harm being done that is when you do you need those resources so use the resources that's what they're there for it's the same with abuse it's just now what it feels like it's now that's not enough so now we have to make we want everyone to accept this or you're a homophobic transphobic whatever we're bigot i mean that's what they're going to use and that's where we are pushing back and saying no that's right. not how this should work. Remember, remember Bill Maher just a few weeks ago. Can you guys hear this? Right. Yes. At a previously unprecedented rate, we have to at least discuss it. 
Broken down over time, the LGBT population of America seems to be roughly doubling every generation. According to a recent Gallup poll, less than 1% of Americans born before 1946, that's Joe Biden's generation, identify that way. 2.6% of boomers do, 4.2% of Gen X, 10.5% of millennials, and 20.8% of Gen Z. Which means if we follow this trajectory, we will all be gay in 2054. <laughs> Did it cut off? But here's the thing. And it's, he goes on to talk about all the things. He's the, the escalation of these things uh, in society should be questioned. And that's what he's saying. Why can't we question what's happening? Well, it's and I love how he says about, um, he says, I wish we could find that part, Holly, where he talks about Ohio versus California. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, where- I think that's what I was, I think that was coming up next. Who's going to buy this chair? Okay. No, uh, that's not it. It's like later on in the, you know. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll find it. But, you know, the thing, the, the thing of it is, guys, is we should be asking what's going on. And I, my friends whose kids are in elementary, middle, high school that I'm talking to right now, and they're from a myriad of places, they're saying that this has become now a conversation that is sort of unprecedented where these kids are now saying, pick your gender, pick your sexuality. Whereas it was just innate when we were growing up, you were, you know, you just, you had a, a you were- could, We couldn't even say penis and vagina. No, he didn't want to tell us that until like fifth grade. Fifth grade. No, I mean, that, that we had to have parental consent just to have the have yes. that class. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I just it, so it blows my mind that yes. this has been is such a huge issue. And then the books that they are showing that are in the in the libraries of public schools. I mean, that it is insane. Well, not to mention that as as the day of this podcast recording that we're doing, um, it's all over social media. If you haven't seen oh, it, yeah. The, um, in Dallas, Texas, there is a drag the kids to pride event um, in Dallas, Texas at a, at a transgender uh, dance club bar, whatever, drag show with a huge neon sign in the back that says, it's not going to lick itself. Mm -hmm. And oh yeah, and kids are there giving money to the performers. They took the kids into the, into the club and they are sitting there watching like, would you let your kid go to, to a regular strip club? No, I had to get a fake ID just to get in when I was 18 and then so 21. Why, so why is this okay? <laughs> Basically, why is this okay? Like, that's, that's my question. It's like, this is not okay. <laughs> they should not be. They should not be seeing this. This is no, no. whether <laughs> I don't care who, what your sexual no. orientation is. No. The audience of this y'all. They Look shouldn't be in a strip club, period. It doesn't matter who's stripping. It shouldn't no, happen. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 Kristen, did you just admit to going to a strip club when you're 18? Oh no, I was just saying a club. She meant the club. I meant the club, Holly. Oh, like, not the strip club. No, let me clarify. Thank you for clarifying. Okay. <laughs> I was a little worried for a second. No, no, didn't get Okay. That is not interesting to okay. Um but th that's the, the whole point is these kids are getting exposed before their brains can even process. We're normalizing it like that this is the cool, awesome way to be. Like, 
So yep. don't know how to be just how to be just who they are. Like, well, I, I had a parent tell, tell me this week that their child's friends, two of them thought they were lesbians until some boys took some interest in them. And then they decided they were straight after all. And mm -hmm. so this was that they were a lesbian in middle school when they were feeling awkward, like we most of us did and weren't sure, you know, how to handle boys or how to hand, do anything, how to even flirt or whatever. But once they figured some things out, they realized I'm straight after all. Now, again, I'm not saying that's everybody's story because it's not, but it is to say, why are we creating confusion? There are, there are kids that are going to struggle with all of this anyway for, for a myriad of reasons, but it's almost like we're making every kid have to wrestle with this or, or, or have a reckoning with this. And that's why the numbers are, as Bill said, what now 20, was it 20, 20.8% of Gen Z it, you know, identifies as, as uh, homosexual. Mm. That's a huge number comparatively. And, 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 I, and I don't think many of us don't think it's just because society accepts it now. I think it's more to that. Um, like you said, Amy, uh, you know, some of this is, well, I'm gonna stop talking because I'm gonna just stick myself in a hole, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, again, we should have empathy and sympathy for anyone who's wrestling with feeling different. We should be kind to everyone. Honestly, if, if humans, adults learn to be kind to different and kind in general and modeled that for their children, oh, and enforced it with their children. So when their children acted like little turds, there was discipline for that. Mm -hmm. Things would be different. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, but a lot of the problems in society is a complete breakdown in parenting. Parents afraid to discipline their children, parents afraid they're going to somehow damage their children by disciplining them. And then what happens in turn, they damage them by not disciplining them. Right. They're not modeling good behavior. They're not enforcing good behavior. It's a free for all. I love and when you say I discipline you because I love you because, love it, you. because when you get out in the world, people, they don't love you like I, I do. <laughs> and even for me, like from a biblical perspective, you know, the, the Bible says that God disciplines those he loves. And it says a father will discipline his son, his daughter, because he loves them. And it says, if you don't discipline your child, you hate them. And I believe there's something built into children where they feel loved and secure when they are disciplined, because it's almost like saying there's something spiritual where you understand that they are protecting me. They're teaching me how to be, how to live and how to be successful in life by stopping poor behavior, by setting boundaries that are healthy for me. Well, I mean, look at, look at just animals, dogs. Yeah. Like, I mean, you discipline them. There is the level of respect. I mean, it's yeah. that pack. It's the, I mean, you just look at any of it. That is where it, if you, if it's just a damn free for all, yes. it's just going to be a free for all. It's going to be absolute right. chaos, absolute chaos. There has to be something. It all boils down to teaching kindness and be yep. honest and kind. Yes. That's what I tell my kids. Yes. Honest and kind. If everybody was honest and kind, I mean, that's the world will be different. Hard, not real hard. Right. <laughs> the world will be different. The world will be different. We, we're not trying to change anybody. No. Like nobody here is trying to change anybody. No. And, and, and we love freedom so much. We believe we're everybody has the right to do that. Yeah. But, but it's about, again, trying to make the culture adopt and accept things that, again, are not based on science. They're not based in truth. And that's where there is an issue. And especially okay. when it comes for the kids. Yes, honey. Yes, hunty. All right. So let's talk about um, 
Some other things, uh, can we switch over to the fact that the World Economic Forum has been underway? Um, I guess was that last week y'all? They were, they were meeting the rich billionaires of the world flying in on their private jets to have conversations about things like global warming mm. and, and trying to enforce all of us peasants follow along with their guidelines because they're rich and powerful and they know better. And if you don't believe me, just go listen to some clips from it and it will make you want to puke. Because <laughs> the, the absolute, I mean, first of all, y'all, sometimes people just get really lucky. And I'm not saying they didn't work hard because they have to. I mean, most successful people have had to work really hard. But if you look at a person like Bill Gates, man, he did something really innovative and brave. And he created this Microsoft company. But just because he did that did not make him a vaccinologist or a doctor. And it certainly didn't put him in charge of public policy or make him the ruler of the freaking free world. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm like, we have like, we allow people, money and power allows people a place of position that perhaps they don't deserve. And one of the things that we heard this week was the CEO of Moderna mm -hmm. talking about how they are having to throw away vaccines. Mm. Um, and I'm going to uh, actually, I think, Kristen, I think you sent me that so I can play it. Um, I want everybody to be able to hear this. I just, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like when I first heard this conversation, I was literally sitting there thinking, I can't believe he said that out loud, but, but this is, this is where we are. Um, all right, Kristen, did you send it to me privately, Kristen, just for me? Yeah, this is in our, um, just our, and, that's what I, I want to make yes. sure all right, check this out. This is the CEO of Moderna. Seth knows we are now throwing doses into the garbage. It's, it's sad to say. I'm in the process of throwing 30 million doses into the garbage. Okay, he's he's got an accent, so let me translate real quick. We're going to put this on Rumble so you can see it for yourself. He is in the process of throwing away, did he say 20 or 30 million 30 doses? 30 million. 30 million doses of the Moderna vaccine into the garbage because nobody wants them. Listen. Nobody wants them. Uh, we have a big demon problem. Uh, the, he didn't say big demon problem, although big. I would argue that he does have a demon problem, but there is this big demand problem. Demand, yeah. Demand problem. Right now, uh, uh, governments, we try to contact, not only Seth, who is doing great work with his team, trying to get demand into the countries, but also we contacted through. He just said they've been contacting governments to get demand into the countries. Mm -hmm. So he just said, we to get demand to in. get demand. how do you get demand in on a virus hmm. Hmm. the washington's in, the embassies in washington every country and nobody wants to take them and so the change we have now is it's very different situation than we had two years ago the problem we had two years ago is there was no amount of capacity in the world zero the situation is very different today Modern has three billion dollars of annual capacity Pfizer has $4 billion at $7 billion, and the Chinese don't want the vaccines of mRNA. The Chinese don't want the vaccines, the mRNA. They don't want them. Well, because if they're paying attention, they see that they only work for about four weeks. And then you become more prone to getting the virus after four weeks. This has all now been proven, okay? The Chinese don't want them. We have 7 billion doses between Pfizer and Moderna, and nobody wants them. By the way, let's just remind everybody, what did we, what did we, was it $1.23 trillion package that the U.S. spent for COVID relief, much of which was spent to buy these vaccines? And they've already burned through that money, y'all. They're already- That was our money. 
That And by the way, that's not the government's money. That's your money. If you pay taxes, that's your money they spent on these faulty vaccines. And now they're concerned that there's no demand because guess what? America's waking up. The world is waking up that they're crap. Just, just the Chinese population out. You have more than a dose per person. And as we just discussed, the issue in many countries is people don't want vaccines. In the US, people don't want vaccines. Around the world, we have a lot of people who don't want the vaccine. As a problem, Seth and his team are working again. Okay, yeah, people don't want the vaccine. And why? Here's, here's what I wish people would point out. If people were really afraid that they could get a virus and they were really going to die from it, and they saw that people were dying left and right from it, and they saw that the vaccines were saving lives, they'd get the vaccine. You wouldn't have a demand problem. You would not have a demand problem. There's no demand because there's no reason to have a demand. Well, and how uh, do you create a demand? That's what I want to know. What is, what is he talking about? What does he I mean? mean I'm, someone asked the governments trying to make people mean? think because they're trying to make people think they need it and trying to incentivize, you know, like Harris Teeter, all these pharmacies, you know, they're incentivizing people with fuel points and yeah. all these pharmacies, like Brent told us that yeah. they get paid $40 per pop. So just remember, it yeah. ain't about you. It's about them. But I will tell you this, here's where some of that demand has been lost. I don't know if y'all have heard of Operation Jenner, but the president of, uh, hang on, let me find who the president, president of, let me find it. All right. It's the wrong article. I mean, it's the one with the 22,000 people. But Wasn't he the? He is the, but um, Jose, uh, there's, he's got like five different names. President of European pharmaceuticals giant Pharma Mar has been charged by police with falsely, with being falsely vaccinated against COVID-19. And it's not just him. There are about 22,000 other, 22, other people like elites, athletes, celebrities that are all involved in this. And they didn't even find this out because they were looking for this. They actually found out a whole in a whole other, like doing a whole other investigation. We will definitely provide those links. So you have to think, like what he said on coffee and COVID. Yeah, he like, said uh, oh. supply and demand. This is negative demand because people are actually paying money to, to not, not get, get a the free vaccine. vaccine. These people, <laughs> they <laughs> were paying thousands of dollars to get, get a it. fake passport. So you're right. paying to not get something. That's yeah. not just a demand problem. That's like a, <laughs> That's the opposite. Uh, and you want to talk about equity. Yeah. You want to talk about, okay, the, there are people who have no money. They are, they cried on their way to get their vaccine just so they can keep their damn job. Right. Yep. Okay. There are, there are people are doing it just so they can have money to put food on the table. This expensive as shit right now and money to pay for gas. And you want to talk about equity, right? You've got, you have no idea. I've said this before. I've said it a million times and please remember because this goes on another subject, but you have no idea what is in that syringe unless you see them draw it up. So when they are doing these whole gimmicks on TV and they're injecting these, you know, politicians, politicians. and everything, it ain't no conspiracy, y'all. You have no idea. Med errors are the number one cause of death. Like in that one, like one of the number top number reasons of death. We've we've shot yeah, the, the third leading cause of death. Medical error, yes, in the United okay. States. And and let me tell you something with kids. You better watch out because the COVID vaccine, if you go look at adverse reactions or the adverse event reports, it was wrong dose, wrong dose, wrong yep. dose, wrong dose. Well, and also, by the way, parents, it just came out this week as well that kids who got vaccinated are now getting COVID far more than the unvaccinated. So, again, 
let's make sure we're very aware of the truth, the facts, the data, but let's also consider why are they so hell-bent on getting everybody vaccinated around the world? Why is there this global movement to still, as he said, create demand for these vaccines? I don't know, but this was also mentioned. This is the one of the uh, world, pre uh, one of the team presidents of Alibaba talking about technology and how they want to kind of piggyback. You know, this is basically piggybacking off of what we've gone through the last few years. Listen to this technology. We're developing through technology. Hold on, let me make sure. Sorry, y'all. Let me make sure it's turned off because I don't know that y'all can hear that, and I don't know why. My phone continues to be a pain in the butt. All right, hold on. We're developing Can you hear this? Through technology and ability mm -hmm. for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. So I want you to understand, this is global, your global footprint, how much pollution you're putting out into the world. They want to track what you're eating, where you're going, what you're doing. Whose business is that? I can tell you this. It ain't the World Economic Forum's business. Hell it's no. not even the U.S. government's business. <laughs> but this is where this technology is pushing towards, is the tracking systems and this should set off alarm bells at anyone who is thinking critically, okay? When they start tracking you, and they already are, when you have a smartphone, they're tracking you. But when yep. they start tracking us and creating some idea that there is a social currency, that's China. You guys know that, that is, that's communist China. Mm. And they're wanting to bring all of this in into the Western world as well. And it's frightening. Well, one of the things that's going to stop that, I'm going to tell you, one of the things that we have that nobody else does, exactly. <laughs> we have Guns. the Second Amendment. Yes. And, and we can hate it all day long. Naomi Wolf, Dr. Mm -hmm. Naomi Wolf, you know, we talked about her last week. You know, she's one of, of many former left liberal voters and ideology, that was her ideology who was saying, I now realize why that second amendment is important. Now, mm -hmm. listen, let's take for just a second, the second amendment, why was it written? It was written to protect for the people to be able to protect themselves from tyranny. That's what it was for. And to protect their homes, to protect their freedoms. Look at what's happened in the countries who have far more stricter gun laws. They look at Canada, how, I mean, the fact that they can go arrest this man for not gender affirming his daughter. That's, that's mm. happened just north of our border, guys. And again, we're not, we don't have all the answers. And Lord knows, we, it is so hard to ever have a conversation about gun rights when children have just been killed. No. But I want to remind everyone also that children are killed every day by guns in places like Chicago. And typically it's black on black crime, unfortunately, statistically there. Where's the where's the Biden administration when when this is happening? Because that's tragic too. Right. There was one where there were like 52 people shot in Chicago Memorial just Day ever weekend. Memorial Day weekend alone. 52. 52. One and by the way, Chicago's gun laws far strict. One of the most strictest gun law areas in the country. 
Because criminals, y'all, criminals don't care about gun laws. If you go and look up death by guns, you can go look at the CDC's numbers. The United States ranks second behind Brazil, but like a third of those are suicides, okay? So, and mass shootings, like unfortunately what happened in Uvalde, Texas, which is heartbreaking, and we're still reeling over all of the things that have gone down there. But those are not the norm, believe it or not. And this is from the CDC. I just read it this morning. This is from the CDC. These are not the norm. But what they said is the big, there's a big problem with gun violence in South America where there is drug trafficking and high criminal activity. What does that tell you? Criminals don't care about the law. No, they're going to find a way. It's like drugs. It's like anything. It's like the damn border. Yeah, this is where it's like if you are going to talk about this, which I do want to play a few clips that we have with Evald, the however you say it, Evaldi, Evaldi, whatever, because I really, I personally, listening to the timeline and list all this, that could have been prevented. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of these mass shooter situations, it boils down to mental health because a lot of people knew there were signs before and this all goes back to our mental health system is it it is terrible and we need to improve on that well even but people before have been, we get like, to posting that on social media right like some of these people yeah. who have done this have actually posted on social media saying i'm going to do this i want to do this like and talk to fbi agents like yeah. the, the one from buffalo like, had been talking to a retired fbi agent fbi agents a lot of times know already about these people yep. yeah but I want Holly to play, like when we are talking about the gun laws, there was a quote that I posted that, that had you sent it to me, Amy? Someone had sent it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it says, I have no problem with vigorous background checks on firearms. While we are at it, let's do the same for immigration and voter ID. You I- have to think, y'all. You have to think. It is not about the, the weapon. People can kill somebody with a car. Someone just did. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it's the person. It's the person behind the weapon. You can use anything as a weapon. I could kill somebody with the pen that I'm holding right now, okay? It does not matter. But I want Holly to just play, just because you're sitting here thinking, yes, we need more protection for our kids and schools. We need more mental health. We need all these things. We do need better background checks. But listen to what's happening at the border and they continue, they still have not visited. They still have not addressed this, okay? They visited Uvalde, but they have not gone to the border yet. And I'm talking about Biden and Kamala. Yep. Is this the most recent clip? In in our text thread, it's the first two I sent. Okay. um, Yep, I'm on it right now. So you want me to play the first two? Yeah, play the first two. Okay, here we go. By the 34,000 in El Salvador prisons of uh, MS-13, is that what you said? Yeah, according to the Secretary of Minister of Security in El Salvador, Villatoro, he said that 34,500 gang members have been arrested and they're in prison right now. That is why the exodus of these people, they're trying to move to the places like Honduras, Nicaragua, Guatemala, and ultimately the domino effects are that they are trying to go to the United States of America and hide. They come in here to hide. If you ain't got guns, what you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And, and, and again, I hope we never have to use them, but I am so thankful that I have the right to have them. Right. All right, here's the second clip. Right, well, my big takeaway from the trip down there to Del Rio and Piedras Negras was that the Biden administration has punched so many holes in the Title 42 bowl 
that it can barely hold any water at all. They are now exempting thousands and thousands of migrants that were being returned under Title 42 uh, from Title 42, mostly people who are from all over the rest of the world, Cuba and Somalia and the Middle East and Asia, all of those people are now being allowed right into the country, paroled straight in. Uh, I watched it happen. I learned that they are, are allowing thousands and thousands of, of these people uh, who come right over the border to be paroled into the United States with a full year before they even have to report to ICE. Uh, the way that they're doing this is two ways. I watched it happen in front of me. You're seeing the video right now which is that chartered buses, including Greyhound, the Greyhound company are being used to uh, move these people to 15 different states that I know of or uh, into the interior of America where they're on their way to all these different states. And also American Airlines starting today, they're tripling their capacity. The American Airlines company is tripling its capacity in the Del Rio airport to bring, because the numbers are so sky high. Title 42 was, was supposedly saved by a judge in Louisiana. Man, that is off. That is not happening at all. If anybody's hoping uh, in, that Title yeah. 42 is some kind of a savior thing, look at my video yeah. right there. So, and we have a friend who um, her husband works at the border, okay? And she responded when I put that in um, my story. She said one year, more like three years, no court dates till 2025, plenty of time to hide or get pregnant and have a child, an anchor baby, which will be a US citizen when born here, which the US government will likely be supporting. So you have to think about what the hell is coming across this border. We, they're not vetting them, they don't know what weapons. There's over 16,000 getaways that we have no idea. And then the people that, they, so you don't know what weapons, what drugs, nothing. Yeah. And then all they have to do is have a baby and. and I didn't even uh, think that, you know, didn't even know that. Well, yeah. to America. Oh no, that's a lot of times the strategy is to get over here to right. have a baby so that it's a naturalized citizen or it's a, uh, <sighs> right. So this is anyway, again, crazy. And, um, it, oh, but before we wrap up and I know we have to, but, um, and by the way, we might be a little delayed on our next episode because I'm <laughs> headed out of the country for, and by the way, just so thankful I can leave the country, no vaccine passport, no vaccine yeah. necessary, no mask required on a plane, no mask required when I get there, no testing to even go into the countries of England or Greece, but I will have to test to come home. How about that? Hmm. Anyway, um, what I wanted to, to mention is, Amy, do you have that um, heroin ad handy? Oh, it's <laughs> a great way to like wrap up the insanity of where we are. Can you imagine? First of all, heroin is deadly. Also, parents, please talk to your children about not touching even marijuana when the fentanyl situation is rising. They are lacing so many things with fentanyl. I've even heard of middle schoolers. I had a kid sitting next to me at a salon the other day who said that someone gave him a tic tac at school at a Wake County Public High School here in North Carolina and said that, um, and then he spit it out because someone said it had fentanyl in it. Fentanyl is a problem. I'm not trying to scare everyone, but it is time if you haven't to tell your kids not to be ingesting, eating, taking anything. All right, go ahead. Amy. Okay, uh, this was in a New York City subway. You know, they have the advertisements, you know, down there. 
Um, and it's a quote. It's like a, a woman standing just with this really empowered girl bossy type look on her face. Uh, quote, <laughs> don't be ashamed you are using. Be empowered that you are using safely. Okay. And then, and then underneath it says, what is fentanyl? Why is it dangerous? Prevent overdose. Let's prevent overdose. Keep yourself in community safe. So it's not, it's just, at this point, it's just about preventing overdose. It's not about not being on drugs or right. that that's illegal. Um, it's just. And if you've ever known an addict, they, they destroy, it, it's sad, but the destruction of families, relationships, they become liars. They become people that they typically aren't. Like, I don't know if you've ever had an experience with an addict, but it's not fun. So this just using, like, let's just accept that you're going to use drugs. Like, don't fun. be ashamed. We can't, we can't offend drug, drug addicts now. We're going to we add them to the list. Okay. Y'all remember the smoke kits, the crap, the, the smoke kits, crap yeah. kits, whatever. Yep. Um, it was so that they can use safely, not trying to get them to stop, but to provide clean needles for them to use. That's not going to, it, that's just going to encourage them to keep going. Don't you think? I'm sorry. I, I think if you're just a huge message on a, on a platform in a subway is that don't be ashamed you're using. I mean, be empowered. The, the whole empowered. Safely empowered. It, it, that you're using fentanyl. <laughs> like we're, we are trying to make people feel good about this decision. <laughs> no, we should not. That's that, that. It, we should not be making people feel good. I'm not trying to say that I've, I mean, I feel bad for people with drug problems. I do, but like, this is a message we want going out to the masses and, no. the, and the kids. I mean, no. and again, we can have empathy and sympathy for addicts, but that doesn't mean we believe that their lifestyle and their choices, their behavior is good for themselves or for society. It's not. I just told you the gun statistics in the countries where it's running rampant with drugs and criminals. <laughs> It's not good. I love how they'll, they want to take the guns away from everybody for the few that use them incorrectly. But for those who do drugs, they just want you to keep the drugs, but just use it safely. Can, yeah. we, can we use that theory with guns? Yeah. Hey, don't be ashamed that you have guns. Just oh. be, be empowered that you know how to use it and use it correctly. <laughs> can we turn the light around? <laughs> circle go. back. Where's that circle back. definition? Circle back. Wow. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, and Jen Saki's gone now, right? She's done. She done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's done. We miss her. Yeah. She Bless the new girl's heart though. I, I don't think we made us. I don't think we. You probably won't last long either. Well, there's like a mass exodus in the Biden administration anyway, is what I've heard. Yes. On the, on the, yes. On the grapevine. Yeah. So there's, there's getting ready to be an election that's going to probably, unless someone cheats, which we didn't even talk about the Dominion or yes. the voter, voter machine by the way, this mm -hmm. is crazy. It's very quietly how the, some of these some of these journalists are slipping these little things in here. Remember when you were called a conspiracy theorist because you you questioned the integrity of voting machines, which by the way, made in China. Um, I don't know, like why can't we ask? Hey, can we just have an audit of those machines? What came out this week? It said that in some states, they do know that they can be manipulated to change mm -hmm. votes is that right right yes and well because you know they're then they're going to come back and say yep. now they're, basically they're admitting yep. that they know that they can be used 
yep. in, in a bad way. We'll and see then how that, they use this. And who's the the lady did come admit that she what was part of the voter fraud there was a lady that came out it was arizona former mayor or something i mean things are coming out with that and it's just it was but it was the safest and most secure you know election ever um yeah you just tend to notice that like as as we creep up on like midterm elections or any kind of election things start getting crazier and crazier and more things are going to start happening y'all so just pay attention to between now and november how many things start happening because yeah. it's just and there's all, just think about like what's the intention the right. intention think what's about the, the agenda behind it yeah and just remember i am going to throw this out there and we are wrapping this up i know this is a long one but holly's gonna be gone so y'all got time to listen um <laughs> start paying attention to what they're calling now sudden what is it sudden adult, adult death syndrome Sad, okay not since sad yes. not since. well let me tell you what that more than likely is and i'll i'll put this link out there's a nature study that links the COVID vaccine to a 25% increase in cardiac arrest. Okay. They, they found this out looking at paramedic like calls, like cardiac arrest calls, um, the ambulance calls in, is it the UK or yeah. is there, I can't remember where it was, but I've got the, I just have my notes right here, but y'all look at that. And then there was a great article from Naomi Wolf talking about, they knew like how, what all they knew. We posted some of that too about the myocarditis, but I just want y'all to start paying attention to that too, because they're going to start coming out. They're going to say all these things because they're going to want people to, aren't they reinforcing masks again in California? Yeah. And uh, in Northern is someplace outside of Los I mean, of uh, San Francisco. And it, and it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense for any reason for that to happen. Okay. Yeah. Don't let them normalize let them. SADS for goodness no. sakes or strokes in kids. Yes. That is not normal. No. That is not normal. Well, also dropping dead at the rate of like, like just look at the, yeah, athletes dropping dead at the rate that I feel like it's been having, that's not normal either. It's, there's a lot of unanswered questions around this. And I'm just, you know what, when this year is over and we look back at the data of uh, stroke, heart attack, blood clots, it's going to be real interesting to see how many of those people were vaccinated and how many weren't. Yep. But I digress. Yep. All right, y'all. Well, it's it might be a minute before you hear from us again, but trust me, we will not stop digging. We will not stop looking for the truth because the three of us believe there is the truth and mm -hmm. that our truths aren't necessarily the truth. Don't trust us. Don't believe us. Research. Look it up for yourself. Think for yourself. Make up your own mind. That's what we're here to do. We want you to join us in it. Thanks, y'all, for being here with us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all.